audio. So you know a podcast? Yeah. Welcome to Set Meals, a food podcast about the moments that surround mealtimes. I'm Samuel Ashton. And I'm Taylor Fawcett. It's bloody here. We've made it. We've waded our way through two weeks of eating, sleeping. Sleeping and eating. To say we're full is an understatement. So full. But Sam, we're full for the pod. And this week, the pod is full. Good. Full of sushi, full of questionable, squeezable ice cream. Full of bloody great content. Off the back of our frankly bizarre baseball experience last week, we've left Nicolas Cage behind. Not that one. And ventured back into the neon-lit, ramen-soaked alleys of the greatest greatest city city on earth. I've already had two emails from Nicholas this week. Lovely chat. Finding off our Asian adventure, we've got jazz bar chat, reasonably priced sushi, as well as the most comprehensive convenience store snack reviews to the great M&S sandwich debate of episode six. It's so spicy. It's very hot. It's so spicy. So, let's bloody get into it. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, one more thing. Socials. Follow at Set Meals Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. It's absolutely popping off over there. Right, it's the admin done. Let's do it. We have been in Tokyo one week. One whole week. One big fat week, baby. We've eaten a shed load of food. That's continued. We have been wandering the city uh, aimlessly, sort of aimlessly. You've done a bit of research. I'm famously terrible at research. Yeah, I feel like we found our little areas that are perhaps off the beaten track a little bit, feel Mm -hmm. a bit more residential. It's a bit more like if you visited London going to, well, Hackney. Yeah. Or Dalston mm-hmm. than it is spending all your time in Leicester Square. Leicester Square. Yeah, I feel like the one thing that I love about Tokyo the most, and it's something that I, I don't really know where it, where it comes from. I think it's probably born from having an interest in streetwear when I was a kid, and the stores that were famous over here, and mm-hmm. the streetwear culture over here. Very synonymous with Japan, and that like broke the world basically. It got massive. You know, your babes in this world, your neighborhoods, and all that sort of stuff. And it's 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 the the culture of the retail space, the culture of retail environments and how well-respected retail is here. And when I say retail, I mean clothes, music stores, coffee shops, mm-hmm. bars, everything. Everything that you go in, you step into a, a building, a, a room, and you experience something or you buy something. Experience being the key word. I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of it. We went into a coffee shop a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. It was a Nora Jones-themed coffee shop. It was called Nora's. Unbelievable. It's mental, and what's more mental about it is that I stepped into it, I thought, this is shit, and by the time I left, I thought, I want to stay here all day. <laughs> I'm going to download an entire Nora Jones. We looked at each other at one point and said, gosh, actually, all right, Nora Jones. Yeah. And we completely sold on it. The thought, for anyone that knows us, the thought of me and Sam going into a tiny, uh, probably six-seat coffee shop, yeah. which is plastered with Nora Jones memorabilia and yeah. Nora Jones records with Nora Jones on the speakers. Mm-hmm. The thought of that is probably quite funny, I would think. But it felt very natural. We fitted right in. Oh, I loved it. When we were in there, we got chatting about why, and we sort of touched on this briefly last week with that bar. You remember the bar with the um, that sort of became our, has become our local, <laughs> yeah. with all the Coke memorabilia on the walls yeah, yeah, yeah. and the wooden thing. Why in Tokyo can you do something that is, on the face of it, very not cool? Mm-hmm. And, and actually... Because that that word is just a bit shit, isn't it? Yeah, cool. yeah. But but very like niche, mm-hmm. and you're catering to a very specific audience. Why is in Tokyo? Can you get away with that? Whereas in London, I don't feel like you you can so much. I do think London rent and rates are so massive that it cripples the young business. Right? It yeah, becomes a very so hard got, thing. It's so competitive that you've just got to perform as well as you can. Yeah, and I think that with that performance comes 
a lot of like risk averse behavior so mm. you don't really want to go too far west and be like trying something super out there because it might fall flat on its face and no one can really afford to do that right that's what I th- kind of think but I also think it's a mentality thing because Japanese people super positive super warm in terms of like they want you to be welcome they, they want to make you feel welcome they want to introduce you to their thing they want you to enjoy it it's a it's, they're proud of it yeah like, as we said but we were saying when we were sat in in the Nora Jones cafe it's this it's this attitude of I love this and I'm going to open this up to you as a customer because you might love it too yeah and if you don't that's fine yeah but I'm not going to pretend to be anything that I'm not because all I've ever wanted to do is open an order exactly. themed cafe, and now I'm doing it, and I fucking love it. And also, but I think it's the, I think the other layer to that, and I completely agree with that. But I think the other layer of that is, I don't think they imagine people coming in, hating it, and then saying, "Well, this is terrible. This is awful," because people don't really act like that. Yeah, yet. you wouldn't do that. People, yeah. they're so polite, and the culture is so polite that. You know, even if you didn't really like it, you'd be like, oh, this is, you know, it's great and, like, well done. And I don't even think they would mention it afterwards. No, and they'd be like, yep, yeah, fine, Just whatever. internalised, yeah. It gave me a real... Even though, like, aesthetically, didn't attract me. No. Nope. Yeah, I mean, the food was, re- you know, super average. Like, it was fine, but it was, like, super average. And the coffee was average. She was super lovely. She was so lovely. She was smiley. I tried to give her 10,000 yen, which is basically like 60 quid for a, <laughs> for a coffee. She laughed. She asked for change. And there was this really nice interaction. And there was mm-hmm. this really nice, like, it was just nice, right? Yeah, generally, that place, just talking about her as a person there, her personality was so warm. And because that place is essentially just an extension of her personality and everything that she loves, i.e. Nora Jones, that's the... That's how it makes you feel when you step in there because she's just designed everything to be like the way that she likes. Yeah. And it's also the other thing was like the, the, the use of space. That's yeah. the other thing here, right? The use of space is insane because I don't think it's that dissimilar to London because there's a lot of small shop spaces in London and people mm-hmm. have to make do, right? Granted. But I mean, this cafe was like, you've already mentioned the seating, tiny, but the 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 kitchen was like, she looked like she had like a store cupboard, like a pantry in the back and maybe like a sink. And there was a, uh, like a pancake top, like an electric top on the on the main bar, like the main pass between the customer and the and the, the, the payment area. And like, that was it. I would say if you imagine three standard household cabinets worth. Mm-hmm. For an entire coffee shop's worth of stuff, mad, and like, but just totally making it work. It makes it exactly. And she was like making the pancakes in front of us. There was no kitchen divide, nothing. There was like she was like flipping pancakes in front of us, and I was like, this would never happen at home. I feel like it would never happen. If maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. I like we frequent a lot of coffee shops and a lot of bars and restaurants and stuff. I don't feel like stuff is that intimate, even when it is intimate. There's mm. still a divide, and whether that's like a rules and regs thing or sort of a back of house front of house divide, yeah, yeah. And there was something very cosy about it and very just like, I don't know, just very warming. It made me very, I think we talked about this when we were there, it's like, it made me very inspired. Like, I've always got this hope of like being able to do something like that. And Mm -hmm. my girlfriend and I talk about it regularly, about wanting to do that eventually. And that gives me like a real like, oh, fuck, it's so cool. It's so So cool. cool. And actually, relatively easy. Super achievable from a practical standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Like, yeah. You're, like, but it does make you realise that, like, if you want to do something, you like it, it doesn't matter how niche it is. Just no. go and go and do it. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Sick. That use of space thing is something that always interests me over here because though it is the same in London, you know, in that you have a, quite a lot of small shop 
spaces that people are using. I think what they do very well here is the use of height. They sort of, everything grows vertically. So when you're in places like Shibuya, which, you know, is your your Oxford Circus of Tokyo, you can, you walk down these streets and, yeah, there's one shop front, but in the side of that there's a staircase and there's eight different businesses in mm-hmm. there yeah. winding up the building. And then probably another four or five floors above that that may be residential or yeah. little bits and pieces. We're trying to find this particular jazz bar that we'd found on Google Maps mm-hmm. because we both wanted to see some live music and we just thought it'd be a really cool thing to do. Yeah. And so we sort of found it, or we thought we found it, and we saw the sign, and so we nipped up this sort of staircase that looked like a fire escape. I think it was a fire escape. Well, it later transpired that it was a fire escape when we got to the sixth floor of it. Bearing in mind, both of us have eaten a lot of food these last two mm-hmm. weeks and haven't done any exercise. Oh, we were so panting. A lot the of stairs panting. were a struggle. Yeah. Uh, and there was a guy smoking on this fire escape, and we said, oh, is the, is the Amber Jazz Bar here? And he said, oh, no, it's closed. You know when someone tells you something and you think, That's oh, I don't believe you. Yeah. Even though... See, I did believe him, but you were quite staunch. Yeah, I like, thought, nah. It says on Google that it's open right now, and they replied to a review about four days ago. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think it's closed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was Sunday night, but the weekends don't really work in the same way. No, it's here not. Here yeah, it's different. Everything shuts down, and it's right in the middle of town. So we went back down the six flights, which was equally as tiring. Mm-hmm. And then... Round the corner, I mean, literally two metres away, yeah. was a lift. And I thought, hang on a second. So we jumped in the lift. There it was. Immediately. Floor, amber bar. We Boom. thought, let's give it a go. Immediately panicked that he was just going to be stood there again. Yeah, the lift like, doors like, opened yeah. and we were like, hello, you're a liar. We <laughs> thought you were a liar. Uh, but as we, as we uh, ascended in the lift, slowly but surely, the sound of drums and trumpets and saxophones came into earshot. Very satisfying. The doors opened... And it was this little dive bar on the sixth floor of this huge building in in the middle of the busiest one of the busiest places on earth. Yeah, in like a pocket of a different like a different world. The jazz was amazing. Mm-hmm. The drinks were fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was nice to have some red wine and not have beer that we've mm-hmm. been on for two weeks. Yeah, food stuff aside, or drink stuff aside, just the atmosphere. It was like it was nice just to sit in somewhere that was you just didn't it just took you away completely from being in Tokyo. The, the relevance of it to the food theme podcast, I would think, is that if you were if you were thinking about starting a cafe or a bar or a restaurant, coming to Tokyo, I think would totally change the way you think mm-hmm. about the way you would use your space and would use the the tools that you have mm-hmm. if you've like you know, released a site or whatever. I think you genuinely could make a place a quarter again better than you were going to. Yeah, I agree. Just by experiencing the way that they use space here. I think it's amazing. I was listening to a podcast, uh, I think the Bon Appetit podcast last week. Well, actually on the way to Tokyo. And uh, the guys who own Combi were on it and they are a like sandwich shop in LA. Yeah. And they have a really famous, like super Instagrammable uh, selection of sandwiches. And they are like sandos, they're like Japanese style. Mm-hmm. And one of them is an egg sandwich, and they make these like beautiful egg sandwiches, like, um, and they cut them in half, and you have like a sort of like the half, half of an half of a of a hard boiled egg in the middle. So it's right. like super yeah. picturesque. But they were saying how the, the the inspiration for their spot in LA was Tokyo because they have 10, 10 covers in their restaurant. They can't once they're sold out, they're sold out. You know, if you come with eight people, they talk about how like, well, what are you doing? Why are you coming with eight people? It's not, it's not, it's like going to like a seventy cover restaurant. Where, like ninety percent of the people, it's like it's madness. Yeah, and it was really interesting to hear what they were saying about coming to Tokyo and seeing what we, you know, what we've just talked about and seeing that culture and like 
grabbing that and like taking something from it because there's so much to be said for it. On the subject of egg sandwiches, indeed, which have become a staple part of oh, our diet. Oh, they're a grazing over here. dream, though—a a pre-meal and post-meal snack. Indeed. Um, from most uh, of the convenience stores around Tokyo, which are a treat. I think my favourite part of Tokyo is the convenience store culture. Absolutely. I love it. It's Law- Lawson's, Lawson's. Family Mart. Family Mart. 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. The big players. And they're the big players. The small players being Mini Stop. Yes. Daily Yamakaze. Oh, yeah. I've seen one or two of those. I think, I think that's the pronunciation of the second word. <laughs> If you said that your favourite thing about London was off-licences, mm-hmm. people would stop hanging out with you, I yeah. think. Most that, is, that is mental. Yeah. yeah. Most off-licences in London, I mean, fine, they, they don't need to be anything more than they are, mm-hmm. but they're not places that you really want to spend much more time in than you have to. No Agreed. Dis- no disrespect to any off-licence. No. Even the best ones. Mm-hmm. It's just in and out, quick transactions. I could spend my whole day in the law oh, I love it, man. The service is always brilliant. It's really polite. And you walk into the shop, every single person who works in the shop welcomes you. Yeah. I love it. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. No. Um, and we have been in uh, our fair share of egg sandwiches. Yeah, which if you've not eaten one of these egg sandwiches before, you're probably thinking, what's so great about an egg sandwich? I'm not even going to attempt to describe it to you. No. Just Fluffy, get yourself on a fly. Salty, delicious. Ah, oh, so good. Sam's described it to you. That's so good. He's, quite frankly, he's not done it justice. I'm really cheap. In, this, in the same breath of uh, said egg sandwich, we, we have been guilty of going back to the same thing. But we felt like we needed to branch out. Yeah. We set ourselves a task, 500 yen, max budget. 500 yen budget. We had to pick our favourite convenience store chain. Indeed. And we had to try and pick a starter, a main, and a dessert-ish, and a drink. Yes. Within that budget. For reference... 500 yen is about £3.65 right. at today's rate. Mm-hmm. So you're talking your sort of your boots meal deal. Yeah. So where did you pick? I picked Lawson. After quite a lot of searching, we found the Lawson. Oh, it's not a very good one. Where did you pick? Family Mart. I'm walking in. Right, I'm looking at the egg sandwich, the famous egg sandwich, which I know Taylor absolutely loves and adores, so I'm not, he won't be touching that. Uh, I chose for you a pickled plum onigiri. Have you missed all the pickled plum? If you want to just take a small little bite to top up. Very, very dry. I have a lot of rice in my mouth, but it's a big old bite, that. Mm. I mean, the seaweed is the worst bet. Yeah, it looks, it looks dry as hell. What did you pick for the starter sandwich? My first item, funnily enough, is the same thing. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> weird, wasn't it? Yeah, very weird. It's almost like we've been spending every single waking moment of our lives this last two weeks. Yeah. Do you know what? I hate seaweed. I hate it so much. Uh, Next up Mm. were the mains. The hot item that I'd got for you that I'd been heated up in the microwave had cooled down somewhat. Long cooled. Yeah, it was cold. It's a margarita pizza. It's a a hot, but it is now called margarita pizza. I opened it, and I must admit, when you showed me the packet, I was a little bit excited because it wasn't anything... Absolutely mewling. It looks awful. The cheese is like jellied. It looked rank. It looked horrible. It looked like, you know when you leave a um, a uh, garlic dip that comes to the Papa John's pizza? Yeah. On the side after a night out, and you wake up the next morning, and it's gone a little bit like, it's gone a bit shiny on the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, I But it's exactly gone a bit yellowy shiny. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. It looked like that. It looks awful. Mm. And it feels awful. Mm. 
It tastes a little bit satisfying. I'm going for a second bite. Yeah, you're going to finish it, aren't you? <laughs> You know what? I've eaten worse things. I, I appreciate the fact that it wasn't a, a bonkers fishy item, which I do struggle with. Mm. And like my choice. This is your main. I think it's a crab stick. A giant crab stick. This one was, uh, I'll tell you exactly what it was like. Stick of rock. It was like a stick of rock. It was. And it looked like a stick of rock. Yeah. Oh, it's flopping around like no man's business there. You opened it. It looked like some sort of sex toy. It, it was really, it really did. It was awful. <coughs> so busy. Dessert was next. I got you an unidentifiable brown ball. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> Very salty. To say it's dessert is probably a little bit, uh, a little bit offside. A little bit. It's a shrimp sandwich. Is that what it is? I wasn't sure if it was shrimp or potato. Yeah, it looked terrible. It looked awful. It actually tasted pretty good. Again, had it, the thing is with that, had it been toasted, that sandwich, I reckon it would have done it a favour. Potato salad. Yeah, no, no, I know that it's potato salad, but I don't know whether this is prawn. Drinks. I wanted to get you something that was incredibly sweet and that you were going to sort of sip and it was just going to blow your head off with how much sugar was in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was sweet. But it was disguising itself as a juice. I yeah. quite like that when something's like, oh yeah, it's a healthy juice, and then it's it's actually just a shitload of sugar. It's in bongo. Is it? it tastes like a bongo. Is it sweet? Mm. Is it really sweet? V sweet. I mean, it tasted fine. It tasted fine. It was. Like, I was quite kind to you with that round. Uh, unlike my choice, I got you a carton of uh, sake. Oh... It's going to really ruin my day if it tastes like shit. I was expecting it to be chocolate milk because we've been yeah. talking about chocolate milk. I know. And I kind of wish I had got you something nice because I felt bad for getting it. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. <laughs> You've shuddered. That is extremely unpleasant. Because you did yeah. genuinely wince and I thought, oh, he's going to spit it out. Then I tried to and I I spat it out. And you spat it out. Yeah. It's in a juice. Oh, awful. Ugh. Why is it in a juice box? Why is it? Yes, yeah, so that was our, I mean, relatively comprehensive review of all the all the food that we probably won't try again in all the uh, convenience stores in Tokyo. We'll probably just go back to egg sandwiches. I feel like we should have been meaner to each other. Yeah. But also... In a way. But also... You don't want to ruin somebody's day, do you? Exactly, and budgets and that. You don't want to waste your money. Our second and final restaurant section for Tokyo. It's a sad Sadly, day. It really is. It's a sad day. We decided to go for sushi. We did. I have always been told if you're going to do sushi in Tokyo and Japan in general, you should go to a high-end sushi place mm -hmm. because it's not really worth... Like, they don't eat sushi just on the on the regular here. It's all about the... Which my, my previous illusions have been shattered. Mm -hmm. We went to a very normal, everyday chain... Sushi restaurant, mm -hmm. a very, very low end, not very low end, that's rude, <laughs> a low end, normal, everyday, conveyor belt sushi yeah, restaurant. Yeah, very like working man sushi place, right? Like normal. Yeah. yeah. It's a place you nip in, it's very cheap, Yeah, you grab your lunch and you nip out. It's not somebody sat there preparing elaborate sushi in front of you. Mm -hmm. It was called Sushi Row. Mm -hmm. It was in Ueno, which is in the northeast part of the city. Um, it's on a street that's absolutely packed with loads and loads of restaurants. Yeah. And it, it around there, everything's quite flamboyant and very in your face. And actually, it had quite a reserved frontage. Yeah, very reserved. Uh, and you step downstairs. Go yeah. downstairs and you sort of check yourself in. Enter the number of adults in your group. Two. 
choose table seating or counter seating? Counter seating. Counter seating. Finally press this. Number 63. Number 63. <laughs> and then they called out our number, mm-hmm. which we sat and worked out in Japanese mm-hmm. what it was. And we were seated at the counter with yeah. a conveyor belt in front of us. I mean, very, you know what? Yo Sushi, they've recreated the experience That's pretty it. well. That's exactly how Fair. I was expecting it. I've never been to Yo Sushi. Never been. It's, after today, it's terrible. Yeah, okay. Up until today, it was fine. Yeah. The decor was like light laminate, wood laminate everywhere, and like red pleather. And it was very, again, it was like the 80s. So it was very, you could tell people were nipping in for their lunch. And yeah. they were like from the office or wherever they were. And it was like a nice, a nice buzz about it, which didn't, which wasn't at all pretentious. No, I was expecting there to be a lot more tourists in there, to be honest, because it was fairly easy to find on the top of some lists on yeah. Google. Yeah. But actually, it didn't. And I think we were both very keen to go to somewhere that wasn't really posh, as you mentioned. Yeah. And, um, and I think we, we nailed that. Yeah. In front of us are two, you describe them as child versions of iPads. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's as if, it was almost as if you've put an iPad in this really big sort of silicon... Plastic mould. Plastic mould type thing to make it more appealing to kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has a fairly dated looking system on it where you order your, your audio bits. A very, very dated, yeah. Once you've been sat down by the waitress... You're flowing. You've not really any more human interaction. I mean, we did have some, which we'll get to, but really, you're you're in and and everything's left to your own devices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's two... Devices being the key word. Good. Uh, There's a conveyor belt, as you mentioned, but we realised that there's a secondary conveyor belt above Mm. it, like a a motorway, like a dual carriageway in the States, which is like layered on top of it, like Spaghetti Junction. And uh, the top ring is like the express one. So when you order them on the iPads... They come on they, and they like dock in your like pit, like personal pit stop. Something's just happening. Happen. Something's happened. Oh. 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 Opposite. False alarm. It, honestly, it's like a Formula One docking. Like when they the tyres changed. Yeah. Pit stop. Yeah. And we kind of realised this like midway through ordering uh, our stuff. We're like, like an elaborate model train system. Yes, it is exactly like that. On the bottom carousel, they have all the, the standard plates we can reach in and grab. Um, but we were just ordering off the, off, the, off the system. We ordered some, like, I'm pretty safe with sushi, I must admit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel like you've got to be in a particularly adventurous mood to be going like a bit like, you know crazy on raw fish yeah i don't think you're ordering the conga eel do you know what i mean i'm just like yeah yeah especially without any disrespect in a spot like that which you know there's an argument to say how good everything is right no frills no frills we We love the phrase no frills so we ordered up i ordered a bluefish tuna tasting plate edamame some tuna rolls yeah and some tempura prawns to be getting on with Mm mm-hmm yeah, I had, I had uh, cucumber rolls, salmon rolls, some like tuna nigiri, uh, some broccoli because I was craving greens, some uh, an egg, an omelette. Hey, we love omelettes. We love omelettes. We can't get enough bloody omelettes. Um, and yeah, we just picked away, and it was like it was good. It was, it was, it was great. The experience was brilliant. We it, were shooting pictures. We were getting the content. We were, were and, until until the very lovely waitress came over and asked us what the heck we were doing in the most polite very Japanese way possible excuse me now you're Hello. shooting the uh, take a picture right yes yeah. not with the other people okay yeah, no, yeah, oh no no, no, no yeah. just uh, food just only food can you see yes 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 check me this one 
I flicked through my camera roll uh, on my on my camera and and I showed her like some pictures of like empty plates. She's probably thinking, what on earth are you taking pictures of those for? Yeah. And then you tried to explain to her what podcast was. We make um, a podcast, mm-hmm. so we're recording uh, eating. Just... You're a YouTuber, right? Huh? No, no, no. Not YouTube. Uh, Let me show you. Yeah, yeah. uh, audio. So you know podcast? Yeah. She had no idea what a podcast was, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but so then we just tucked in. We stopped We stopped worrying about the content. Yeah. And we tucked into our sushi. We never we never really stopped worrying about the content. No, we don't. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was, for once, the kitchen was separate. To the mm-hmm. rest of the mm-hmm. of the establishment, um, the kitchen is separated behind a sort of glass or plastic screen. Quite a big, uh, quite a big kitchen. It looks like quite a big operation back there. But they are. I mean, when that place is full, they must be serving Heaving. probably 80, 90 people at once. Yeah. Um, it just the efficiency of the whole operation was mm. was, I mean, excellent. Is it? It's weird. It's exactly what I expected, but my expectation had come from a Western take yeah. on that thing. Going back to the sort of intimacy of like Japanese retail spaces and how you become so inclusive in this in this space that someone's created and it's mm. so homely and welcoming and personal, I feel like it's very off that. It's very yeah. away from that. It's very it's completely arguably completely the opposite of that because you order and you don't talk to anybody. You you know you you take your plates off and you call for your check right at the end of the meal, and the waitress comes over sure to count your plates and stuff. <laughs> if the bill comes up on the screen in front of me, it's going to blow my mind. Scans like a barcode on your number on the back of your seat. Scanning the barcode on the back of your seat. And like tallies up your dishes and then double checks the numbers right and then gives you like a laminate piece of cards for you to then go and pay at the automated machine at the end and it's like this is so far and away from everything I actually love about Japan but I still quite enjoy it because I guess the novelty novelty well well, that's the other huge Japan thing right is novelty Mm -hmm. great experience brilliant experience I'm not like the food was good but nothing to write home about I I think well the thing is is I feel like it was an incredibly standard chain I agree you know by no means known for the quality of its food yeah the price point is excellent like yeah it was really cheap it was like 160 yen for the cheapest kind of plate yeah which jumped to 190 the three pieces of tuna on the plate I had was three twenty? Yeah, so like not expensive. No, all you know, so less, all a couple of quid basically. Yeah, it was less than. Yeah, but at that at that price point and that yeah. that end of the spectrum, how good could some raw fish on some rice be? Exactly, really. Exactly. But but genuinely, very much enjoyed rounding off the Asian restaurant sections of the podcast with something that typifies the experiential nature of both Japanese and Korean restaurants mm. because every single one of them. Is designed around a particular experience. Yeah, so true, so true. It's been a theme. And has such trip. an identity. Yeah, mm. and it was. A, I think it was a perfect one to end on for me. Mm-hmm. Sure. Although, I would have gone back to Pizza Studio to Mackie again. Well, and we probably will tomorrow. We, we probably should. will tomorrow. Last Asia episode, which I'm a bit sad about, actually. It is very sad. Back but to sunny old London town. Indeed. We're taking two weeks off the pod. We're going to rest. We're going to recoup. And we're going to come back with uh, with some stuff we've got cooking. Back with a bang. Back with a bang. Maybe huh. a little guest. Huh. Maybe maybe a few little guests. If you haven't listened to all the old episodes, get through them. Um, 
Um, tell your pals. Get on our socials at Set Meals Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, and we'll see you soon. We really will. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs>